Hello and welcome back to the Eden Camp podcast. This is episode five where we're discussing the renewing of our displays and rotation with Summer O'Brien, our collections and engagement manager. We're currently uh, on site with loads of work going on with the front of site, the back of site and in the middle as well. Um, You'll be able to see all of our updates on our Facebook page. So we've got lots of exciting things to share with you throughout the winter whilst we're closed, um, including updating some of our displays and uh, bringing out the items in the archive. We've got nearly 80,000 items to share with you over the course of years to come, I should think. So we've got Summer O'Brien here, who is going to tell us all about it. Hello and welcome back. Hello, thank you for having me again. That's all right. Um, So uh, how did you start the whole process of rotating items? Well, I had a bit of a walk around site, if I'm completely honest with you, whilst we've been shut. um, And I thought, what else can we do? across the whole of site to make it better, to update things. And as I was looking across, I was looking in the prefab and a few other of the huts that we've got, you know, some of the ones that a lot of people know Eden Camp for. And I thought, how can we improve these areas? So I was like, decided, I think it's time to put some newer things in there. So, yeah, definitely. So I, I decided that this rotation process was the best way forward so we we're going to go into the archive get some um, amazing and interesting artifacts out and swap them over with the ones that are already there but not only does that just um, make it interesting for our visitors it's also preserving the items that we've already got on site as well so looking at preservation um, for one of the reasons behind your rotation what are some of the different ways to protect the items obviously we've got lots of different types of material to use so how yeah. do you do it um there's a lot of a lot of things really that um you can protect it an, an artifact or an item really um one of being like we've just mentioned rotation timing so um it restricts the exposure making sure all the exhibits are um looked after and like through a maintenance plan so we will be rotating objects every six months depending on what um what artifact it is and for example as well in our huts we've got various lights so it reduces light exposure um, and temperature controlling unfortunately we aren't able to um, due to a certain degree because of the nature of the huts themselves so we are um, we just keep an eye on that really um, reason being obviously our huts are original prison of war huts mm-hmm. so um, the Nash Creek huts that we have are original all of the original building work so it's hard to obviously um, control the temperature in there given their age um, so that's quite interesting when you look into that as well. Mm, so they're artifacts in themselves? Yes, they are. Big artifacts. I don't think they'd fit in the archive. <laughs> <laughs> if they could, I would put them in there. Um, but, we, you know, there is a few things that we're able to look after in the archive, especially through digitising the items that we've got. Um, so that's another way of preserving them um, and making sure they're handled as, as least as possible, really. Okay, so one of the items that you are uh, rescuing as part of your preservation process is in Hut 22, and that's one of the uniforms that's uh, been damaged by the winter damp. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, um, Hut 22 itself, when I was having a look around, um, due to us obviously being closed, there's been a lot of damp in there, um, obviously through the COVID period when things were shut. So it's allowed uh, just an early start of mould, really. 
So we, we decided at this point, well, I decided that it was time to rescue it. And especially the importance of the uniforms themselves, it's people, the provenance, the everything. That was something that needed to be saved. So I decided to get into one of the cabinets very hard task especially how little I am um, <laughs> I was climbing inside one of the cabinets to get all of these uniforms out to basically try and save them through um, just trying to fix what, what I could um, another reason why I was trying to fix um, some of the other items in there is because it's all part of each item's story really so everything inside 22 is obviously forces reunion so um, it's quite interesting to get the pieces out, put them all together, make sure that they're, they're preserved correctly through um, very small amounts of solutions. So like white vinegar, um, soflate solutions, just trying to kill what's contaminating it, really. And did that work? Yes, I managed to save it with flying colours. Um, it's gonna go back on display, which will be great. So everyone will be able to view that. Brilliant. Oh, that's good to hear. So um, you've been doing a similar job in the prefab as well, haven't you? Cleaning about and changing things over. Yes. Um, usually at the start of every year, we have a closure period, usually of two weeks. And that would be the time of the year where we go around and clean the displays, especially the prefab. But this year it was a big task to try and revamp it really and redesign what's already in there and add some more of the artifacts that we've got in the archive. So it was not only just me who did this, I helped my, my mum help me do this as well. So we got mum, the little volunteer coming in, um, moving a few bits and pieces around. And we decided to revamp the prefab with some really interesting pieces actually. A few being original clothing items, some um, ration books, some identity cards, clothing ration books, you know, things that we can easily rotate, but it'll be different every time someone comes and visits. And some fake fruit. Yes, fake fruit was in there. That's a solid... <laughs> and vegetables, got to remember vegetables, the vegetables. Yeah. Um, health all round. Yeah, health. Yeah, make do and mend and do a bit of dig for victory. Yeah. Can't, can't complain with any of that. <laughs> um, so um, when you've been redressing and everything, what was the, the best thing that you have recently discovered? What's the best thing you found Ooh. to put in there? Oh, th- that's hard. Um... There's a lot actually that I quite like that we've put in the prefab. One being um, some of the children's toys as well um, that we've moved around some of the book, the original books that we've got. Any toys that people might recognise today? Hmm, we've got a broom in there. A broom? A broom car. Ah, yes, the a broom car. Broom okay. car, yeah. Um, and then we've got a war map actually which was already in there but we've recently moved that around which I still to this day find really interesting um, so that's been placed on an easel so that everyone will be able to see that through the window of the children's bedroom but I think one of the other things that I've found really interesting is the rag rug um, that was in our archive so it's known as a clippy rug basically so it was a lot of the time was using make do and mending what people already had mm. um and utilizing that to to make a rug really for the floor which is fantastic because we've got quite a few of them but this one's on the actual easel which i find really interesting cool i like that yay yay <laughs> um 
And with all of this going on, and obviously we don't open until the 1st of April, so you've still got a little bit of time to work on stuff. What are the next projects for you? Hut 7 is going to be the next big project. Um, Definitely. Which is Hut 7? The Street at War. So each individual shop is going to have a revamp. It's going to be a long, lengthy process, but it's going to be worth it. Um, We're going to, again, want to do the object rotation, get things out, bring new stuff in. And I think that'll be really cool to see the change, Mm. especially, obviously, with the virtual tour that we've got. We're going to be able to see what was there and what's been changed. So I think that'll be really good to see other bits and pieces being you know the piece of history, social history going inside there some original more original clothing um completely revamping the area really make it look like a new street and what are some of the key objects that people can notice when they come oh i think in the um clothing shop there's going to be a uh, more civilian clothing items so the cc41 or the two cheeses as some people know it as mm. um, yeah pac-man gonna be putting new items out and they hopefully people will see the colour difference that, that obviously it wasn't black and white back then it, they did mm. have colours we just see it as black and white but a lot of the time the civilian clothing what was so well it was um, different to what people would wear now <laughs> but it's the colours are fantastic pinks blues greens yellows anything you can imagine it was there mm. So and it was made to last, so they were able to repair it if it was damaged. But like we've got a few items that we found that were damaged, some damaged, especially mm-hmm. in the prefab as well. And um, we're going to rescue that, and then that's going to go in there. So I think that'll be fantastic. What's that? Is that the green dress? The green emerald dress, yeah. Um, that's a CC forty one original, and that is absolute. That's in pristine condition, minus the sun damage. So I think that'll be um, that'll be a great addition to Hut Seven once it's in there. Any other projects after that? Yes. Okay, right, so... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yes, there are other things happening across um, site in general. Obviously, we all know what's going on and we can hear it outside. But internally, in our little archive area, we're completely taking everything out, going through each individual bin and ticking it off a list. What's a bin? They're not actually rubbish bins, No, no, they're not bins. We call them bins as, well, just really to put everything inside. It's a it's a designated area in the archive for specific items. So we've got A bins, which we're currently working through now, trying to tick off the list. We've got D bins, which is known for documents. So that's quite um, an easy one to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have G bins as well. Um, and rest really through the alphabet, but mainly we've got G and T bins. So they are for the larger objects that we can't put in files away. So we're going to be going from A to Z really, going through everything, every number. Um, so obviously the 80,000 objects, each individual object will get seen. It's just going to take a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think that'll be something along, again, another long project, but it's gonna get there. Um, we're gonna be able to see what we've got in throughout the, the time we've been open really um, especially some of the prisoner of war stuff as well there's a lot of things what we've got in the archive that have never seen the light of day and that's why I think this object rotation thing is going to be something even better we're going to be able to get everything out and everyone who especially people with season passes as well they're going to be able to see what's coming on site and someone may donate something 
tomorrow and then it'll go out on site six months later. So we're still getting donations, aren't we? Even though we're closed. So we're still having a lot of people come in and say, oh, can I, I found this in my attic, can I donate it? And then we're like, yeah, sure, we'll take it off your hands. Mm. Um, What are some of the stuff we've had recently? Well, we've had a lot of things come through the post, actually. Um, We've had some ration books, which are quite interesting. They were from the 1950s, obviously. Um, We're not just a war museum or modern just Second World War Museum, we are modern history. So it's post-war, um, even to this day, history type of museum. We've got a bit of everything. And I think as well, that needs to be explored in the future. So I think maybe things like that will go on display, uh, eventually turning the prefab into a 50s prefab. So I think that would be quite interesting to see, you know, 1950s, 1960s items going in there. Mm, see the progression. Yeah, I think that would be something really cool to have on site. Fab. That all sounds brilliant. I'm really looking forward to seeing it all come to fruition in April. So make sure you book your tickets. Um, thank you for listening. Next episode, we are talking to Dr. Chris Price from York St. John University about the York Blitz. It's the 80th anniversary of the York Blitz coming up this spring. So he's going to be talking about what happened and how you can commemorate everything in York City Centre. Thank you very much and we'll see you soon.